This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle. One man, one woman, two microphones. And Elsie. So, then, three microphones. What, that's it? That's the whole tagline? So what happens? (laughs) Really? That's it? Oh boy, are they gonna be steamed. I hope they didn't pay for this thing. They didn't. Oh, okay then, what am I complaining about? This is Funny People Talking. Hello everybody and welcome to Funny People Talking. I'm one of your hosts, Mark Rako. And directly to, she's at about 11 o'clock for me, 11 o'clock uh, in terms of orientation. And she is Danielle Beckman, my co-host. Hi, Danielle. Hello. I'm in orientation of 11 o'clock because I'm like that 11 o'clock number in the musical everyone wants to see. What? I don't know. That was just I, me I trying know to what be that funny. Means. It was. It was hilarious, but I have no idea what it meant. Is it, that's the thing. It's like the show stopping number. Oh, yeah. Is it called the 11, the 11 o'clock, o'clock number? number? Is that a thing? Elsie, do you know? I don't know. No. Well, we're joined by Elsie. I don't yes. work in that also in the industry. Studio. I don't know. That's right. You don't. Oh, right. Uh, Sorry. She, she barely works in this one. Hey, Elsie. No, I'm just kidding. You're a great producer, yeah, Elsie. You barely work in it. That's Pretty true. Yeah. That's true. Burns. Yes. I know. Hi, sick burns. Uh, hi, Elsie. Hi. How's it going? Fine. Yeah? Yeah. Um, you feeling okay these days? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. You, you you hesitated. Something going on? No, I'm fine. Okay. Yeah. What's the last thing you ate? A bagel. Yeah. What kind of bagel was it? Um, it was a plain bagel with uh, tofu vegetable cream cheese. I love tofuti. And if you say it that way, too, it makes it fancier. Cream cheese. And also here in the studio with us is none other than Nicole... Menente, she is the creator of Scribbles by Nicole. She's the Nicole in Scribbles by Nicole. Uh, she's a cartoonist who has created a remarkable little universe and and carved out a nice little business for herself, merchandise, the whole thing, and a kind of a bit of social media influence on Instagram. We'll find out all about her, why she does that, and uh, and maybe what's her favorite kind of cartoon to do, uh, and maybe even a moment she's gotten in trouble along the way. Um, I, I don't actually know that, but based on our expression, maybe we have a little story there. We'll get to uh, see. We will find out all of that a little later. But first. Uh, yes, Mark. I have a question for you, Danielle. Me, Danielle, at 11 o'clock. Yes. Um, I happen to notice that you have not one, not two, not even three. You have four suede coats on. Yep. Many layers. And. One, two, th- six turtleneck sweaters on. That seems very hot to me. Why are you wearing so much, cl- not just clothing, thick, luxurious, hot clothing? Okay. Well, so Mark, you know, I'm an actor, right? So I have yeah. 10 side hustles. You t- ten this side show hustles. being one of them. <laughs> yes. And I've gotten into suede lately. Suede? Yeah. Really? So I wear the coats. Uh-huh. I, it's oh, like people I'm say, hey, that's nice. Well, oh, you that's can have nice. This one? And you, well, you can, it literally, I give people the coat off my back. <gasps> but I charge them, you know, because it's a beautiful <laughs> coat. But that's one of my side hustles. Yes. Wool, suede. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're going in the sort of barnyard theme of materials for clothing. Sure. So you have any alpaca? You know what? I do uh, alpaca scarves. Mm. 
now you said this is one of many side hustles. Uh-huh. Can can you tell us any other side hustles? What what what's your what's your favorite other side hustle? Pocket and what, watches. Pocket watches. That's my one Are of my Are you selling other ones. them, making them? Well, they're in Look, I'll show you. Okay. Oh. See, I'm opening the coat and see all the pocket watches. Do they come as a set? Uh no, individual. You have to buy them individually. Absolutely. Do you a like lot buy of people... one, cash out, then you go, hey, also a pocket watch, and you do that? It, yes. Actually, yes, I do. And uh, Venmo is how I do most of my transactions. <laughs> I love that you do a pocket watch through Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, everyone, little the old, little the new. everyone needs to know the time. So. Oh, they do. And what would you say is your least favorite side hustle? My least favorite side hustle is picking... Um, the, the dirt and lint and debris out of my friend's, uh, phone, uh, sockets, you know oh. how in the, your iPhone battery oh, yeah, where you plug it in. Yeah. yeah. Is this an ongoing little... issue? This is enough for actually to be a hustle? Yeah. Because, you know, everyone in my neighborhood in Brooklyn is like, my phone won't charge, my phone won't charge. And I discovered something someday and I was like, oh, oh all you need to do is pick out so... the lint. And so I just have a assembly line of tweezers and, and I'm making. Do people go, I can't get my charge. I have the girl you got to call. She's. Yeah. She's a regular Dolly Levi. Seriously, I will star in that show when I'm 73. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, I am Dolly Levi, for Uh, sure. Has there ever been a phone you haven't been able to get the lint out of properly? We won't talk about it. Oh, is that a dark day? Yeah. There was a power outage. (laughs) So you you, you had like all the spare time in your hands and you couldn't do anything about it because... Just couldn't. No one could charge their phone anyway. What they left an unhappy customer. Oh. I charge five dollars per lint per phone per phone. How big is a lint? <laughs> a lint? To find a lint. Is... No, per phone. I-, I thought lint was just more of a, a collection, a milieu, if you will, milieu. as opposed to a unit. It is. Uh, well, you know what is interesting though is the lint I get. You lint is uh, a catalyst for starting fires. So when I go camping with friends, we take the lint that I've <laughs> taken like out of the phones, it's and lint-ling. it's kindling. Yep, it's lint 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 lint. Oh my god, I'm <laughs> done with these puns. Wild. Anyway, I'm so glad you asked. But I might take off some layers. It's a little hot. Okay, just well, a second. Just, okay, okay. Oh, that's that's not even sound effects, everybody. That's the real <laughs> thing right there. Okay, while Danielle gets a little. <laughs> cooler as if yes. she could get cooler <laughs> but um uh let's 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 go the complete other direction and uh how about a nerd tip you got a nerd tip for yeah us today? hold on let me just set I this love pocket danielle's watch down. nerd tips nicole she she uh she's always got one going on and it's funny because you know looking at her to me i don't see danielle looks like a nerd as i would envision one but you know what is a nerd, like a, a nerd sitcom nerd. Like, I know, yeah. like, like you know, like a nerd by any other Did name. Did I do that? You know, <laughs> he, I mean, like Urkel, so he's pretty true. cute. It, sure, a nerd by any other name would smell as odorous, perhaps. Okay, I'm done. So I, this is a nerd. Um, actually, it's it, it's more of advice. Uh, nerd um, advice. Because we have a cartoonist and illustrator on Nicole, ah. I thought of this for you. Okay. I was recently having to design a graphic for a show that I'm doing, and my tip of the day is to remind people that if you're going to use a certain font for a logo or a graphic, you gotta buy the font. So. 
a lot of people don't really speak about buying fonts, but you're actually purchasing the license to use the font. So usually the permissions um, and restrictions are in this thing called the EULA, the End User License Agreement. And those must be accepted before purchasing it. Then you download it, da da da. So you have to have a license. You might sometimes you have to get a special license if it's for like an ebook, whatnot. Um, and then you can't loan the font to like a third party unless the license says. And you have to keep it in its original form. So, like, this is actually pretty practical nerd advice right now. Ah. Um, the font I purchased is called Paragord. And it is, like, an old, old font. It looks like it's, like, a medieval font, which is really cool. It's not as old as medieval times. But it's, like, a 20-year-old font. And it only cost me $18. You know, it was only recently that I realized you actually needed to pay for fonts. There, I mean, there are companies out there that are these behemoth companies. Yeah. And they're built on fonts. I don't – but th- are you saying they're using them illegally? I don't know. We well, don't the, know. We got to look uh, it up. Well, I'm not like out there finding fonts mm-hmm. and going, aha, found another one. I'm going to be – Doesn't seem f- to cost I'm, anything. I'm a font buster now. I'm all about it. No, I'm saying I, – Yeah? I mean, you know, I understand if like you're like, hey, a Star Wars font and then you – Oh, God, But what yeah. I mean is is – I only use what's built into like my Microsoft Word program or whatever. I, I which means apparently I, I licensed them by purchasing that software. One would hope. Yes, yes. The well, mm, if you were, mm, ooh, I got to read up on my if on I, my license if agreements I, and let well, you know. Well, look, I tr- this is an interesting thing. So when I buy my computer, it comes, let's say, with Microsoft Word. Oh yeah, and. If Microsoft Word has fonts in it, how interesting! I've trusted Microsoft that their licenses for fonts are all up up to code. You know, well, and- you can type a you know a research paper from it, but if you were to take, say, Times New Roman and put it in a logo, I think you might need to purchase it. That's fascinating. I bet most really? people don't know that that that's true. And this is the nerd advice of the day, or. <laughs> Unnerving advice, perhaps. <laughs> Everyone's getting a little bit nervous. I kind of want to make my text into a font. You should. My friend yeah. Shelly does that. She makes tear-off yeah. calendars for yeah. events, and she Smart. turned her own handwriting into a font. Oh, my God. You can totally do it, her. Nicole. Yeah. Because I, like, I obviously handwind all my comics, but I wonder if I can actually make it into a font. There That'd must be, be an so app for that. <laughs> no, you, re- you can. I can yeah. give you the, her right, information. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. Okay. Uh, I think maybe that's a good point to start the show while I go check out my font licensing. So, Daniel, why don't you tell me to start the show? Mark. Yeah. Start the show. Oh, good God, I will. All right. From the Mouth Media Network Studios in New York City, and from the same people who brought you Monkey Radio with Mark, this is Funny People Talking. With Mark Rako, Danielle Beckman, and Elsie. Hey everybody, uh, so glad you are here with us for this episode of Funny People Talking. I'm so excited to have Nicole in the house. Uh, we're going to talk about lots of things, cartoon, and, uh, and how you can make a business out of that. But first... Uh, Danielle, what's been going on in Danielle's world? I gotta say, women are taking over the gaming world, man. What? I gotta say, last week, 
I launched my all women's Dungeons and Dragons show. Do tell. Please do tell. Yeah, <laughs> it was let's... it was a blast. And wait, so so Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. First of all, the, the sexist pig that I am, yeah. I guess I assumed largely men played Dungeons and Dragons. Well, or, thank you, excuse sexist me, pig number one. Largely 12-year-old boys played <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. Well, what's funny is the 12-year-old boys are now 32, mm-hmm. and they're playing a newer edition of Dungeons and Dragons. But actually, the show's called Maven Brave, and it's four actresses plus me, the host, so I guess five. And I'm the dungeon master, and I lead these characters that they've created on a live improvised storytelling adventure. So when you told your mom, hey, mom, so what are you up to, Danielle? And you say, um, Yeah, she's I'm from a, California. She sounds like I'm, that. I know. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, so what are you up to, Danielle? Okay. That's more California. Yeah, that, yeah. She's but, a vocal uh, fry. Exactly. And you say, well, mom, I'm a dungeon master. Did she know what you were talking about or did she think other things? She did not know what I was talking about. And this is crazy you just asked me that, Mark, because yesterday she actually said something about my aunt not understanding and not, quote unquote, getting it and not watching. So we're changing the marketing on the show. How so? We're not going to even use the words Dungeons and Dragons. We're actually going to speak in it about the shows as... We're gonna. You'll see the cool copy we come out with, yeah. but it's going to be more about the story, about the people, about the relationships, and about the fact that it is improvised and a created, devised world. Interesting storytelling. It's that's what it's all about, anyway. Relationships. That's why we're doing this podcast because yeah. we want to know about Nicole. We want to have some laughs. That's what we're doing. So we're learning about dungeon master, right? And so we don't even need no. the words Dungeons and Dragons no. in it. And if it causes confusion in any way, we're just gonna get it out of there. Anyway, the success of the show was momentous, and it was so much fun. And it's every Wednesday oh. night at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And how do people find this, Danielle? BrooklynQuarter.com. Brooklyn right. Quarter, like the money, or twitch.tv slash Brooklyn Quarter. You know, Dungeons & Dragons sounds like that's a little bit of a fun, guilty pleasure for you. It's not guilty at all, is it? You know what? It is it is fun. I have to say it's really hard work. It's making me it's making my brain fire in ways I didn't know were possible because I'm constantly writing and connecting to a fictional world that's fantasy, sci-fi, etc., but it's also so close to home. Um and it's it is pleasurable, but it is a lot of hard work and there's a great market for it. So there's money heard, to be made. There's a new game my friend is really into it and it's like a brand new card game that there's like unlimited decks and it's a role whatever yeah rpg RPG game yeah i don't know know anything about it (laughs) it's like a it's it's like a new release magic the gathering is one with cards yeah but it was something else i really have no idea okay i can i'll I'll tell you later yeah we'll have to chat about (laughs) that i'm always interested in these role-playing games like i was in this hotel down in atlanta one time and i know this isn't the same thing but there were furries all over the place oh my god i i walked out of my hotel room and i'm like i believe that's a life a human-sized squirrel and then I see this other person, and this place was, it was obviously a convention, just absolutely <laughs> everywhere. And I find this so interesting. How many people do you think were at that convention? Oh, that's uh, hundreds and I'm, hundreds and hundreds. I, yeah, you know, I, I mean, first well. of all, it's, it, it interests me that there must be businesses out there that are creating these costumes. 
Oh, knowing yeah. there's a market. I mean, how do people find yeah. this? I mean, it's like mascots and furries. <laughs> yeah, like I, a... I, I, I bet they're interchangeable. Yeah. Uh, can, can you imagine that's like your, the name of your <laughs> business? Mascots and furries. Pick your poison. That's their tagline. Come on down to Mascots and Furries on uh, Farnsworth Road. Uh, we got a big sale for you today. <laughs> All of the chipmunks on sale for 20% off. I, because it's midsummer, right? And it's probably midsummer, so hot. That's our midsummer sale. <laughs> uh, it's go. President's Day, everybody. <laughs> Come on down to Mascots and Furries on Farnsworth I Road. I wonder if like, mascots have an affinity for that. That's why they get into business. You know, you know I, like I, by I, night. By day, they're kind of respectable mascots, and by night, they're kind of... I, you know, it's funny, because I've actually known a couple of people who have been professional sports mascots, and it was a questionable business. Well, yeah. also, I've been friends with people who have been inside, like, the Mickey costume at Disneyland. It's rough, man. It must be hot. It's yeah. Tough. They have, some hot. of them have air, little air conditioners inside. The, <laughs> yeah, like a fan. I hope so. That's um, inhumane. Although, have you noticed... Uh, so, we're, we're in New York, and... Anytime you walk through, say, the Times Square area, have you noticed, does it seem like there's more people in costume in, than ever before in Times Square? One. Two, does it seem like the costumes have gotten a little less well-made? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like someone said, hey, sale at Spencer's for the yeah. stupidest looking s- – <laughs> Stormtrooper costume. There's like ever. seven Iron Mans. You throw that on, you say, yeah. "Hey, it's my job now." Yeah, well, I don't think there's like regulation. You know, I yeah, feel you're like right. anyone out on the street can just kind of put on a costume and take a picture. Don't, and don't you have to have a, 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 a vendor license to do, do you? it? In some I mean, way? I think do you think technically all of them do, you do? No, I don't yeah. do that. In fact, I, you know, I mean, no one's regular. It's not like there's a quality. I mean, can you imagine if there was some sort of like person going around like judging that this was a sufficient quality <laughs> costume you know for the Times square persona if there was a union yeah now see that's i'm into that <laughs> yeah because there are seven iron mans iron men i don't know of, of, of not equal quality no no some it, of them have the flap over their like adidas sneaker or, <laughs> and I, they I'm, have, i'd yeah. be angry if i if i if i spent weeks Putting together the perfect Iron Man costume. I've yeah. invested money in it. I go, it's hot. I go out there. I, I I have like a whole case for it that I gotta like find a locker to store the case in, and I, I've got electronics in it. And then some schlub walks in <laughs> yep. in a six ninety nine CVS yep. Iron Man Halloween costume and goes, "Hey kids, take a picture with me. Five bucks." Yep. Yeah. Because yep. he's from Alabama. We'll see. You're there. There you go. He's from Alabama. But they're not allowed to ask for money. It's just sort of like a suggested donation. Yeah, I guess. Well, not only that, I mean, imagine being like the tourist who you get home and you see the picture and it's like, you realize it's a terrible knockoff of a... Yeah. (laughs) Where's the naked cowboy? See, that's what I want to know. Where'd he go? See, do do you... I, I don't know. I think a lot of these things have been getting a little less fun. Yeah. Um, Times Square is getting these weird people in it. I'm... Well, it's always had weird people in it, right, Elsie? Yeah, I'm. I'm still stuck on that. You said President's Day is midsummer. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't saying that it was still midsummer. I switched to another time of year. Oh, okay. Thanks for following along with me. I I did. I was not just stuck follow. on it. Yeah. Okay. I you said it's live in the past. Midsummer. It's President's Day. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for focusing. On a, it's good. Good to know. I've I enraptured you with my <laughs> content and humor. 
No problem. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I also think that uh, when they see the Minnie and Mickey Mouse and stuff with their head half off, it's kind of ruins the fantasy for the kids. Yeah. They're all in there, like, just gossiping on their phones with their head half off. Again, room for a union. Ugh, it's true. They need allowed. a break room. But, yeah. you know, even when there is a union, it's it doesn't always help. I'll give you an example. I, I've, I've had a couple run-ins with the New York City subway system um, in which I have been actually, like, treated horribly by subway conductors. Yeah. Uh, physically. Oh, man. Like, one time I was... Um, and got no justice out of it. I'll give you an example. One time I was um, getting into a subway car, I believe it was, and the doors closed on me. And I didn't have time to get all the way in. And it wasn't one of those things. It wasn't like the doors are closing and I tried to like dive for it. Right. They the closed door was on open. You. I was walking in like any normal person and then they closed on me. Now, that can happen. It's an accident, whatever. But... What happened was, is he kept hitting me with the door. Like, I was stuck in the door, and then he kept going, like, boom, 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 boom on me on purpose. Open, shut, open, shut, open, shut, open, open shut, shut, open, shut. But in a, way, in a way that was like, you know, you're going to play with my subway car? I got control of the lever, man. and Because um, he's bored. This He's like, ooh, fresh I was, meat. I know. And then another time that someone was smoking on a subway car, which oh. is a no-no, and I, I don't appreciate it, to be honest with you. No. And I I left the subway car to my own detriment because, you know, it, who knows when the next subway is going to come. Yep. Walked over to the conductor, booth, uh, conductor window, and I said, excuse me, I just want to tell you someone is smoking on the car. And he um, put his window up. Hmm. <laughs> Gave me the finger <laughs> and then closed the door to yep. the subway and I was stuck out on the subway the subway platform. Wow. And the drove away. And I was just standing there going, That happened. That I tried to I mean, it could be a fire hazard. It can Oh yeah. You know, what day of the week was that? Stupid day. Okay. <laughs> no, because certain days it's like of a the Tuesday, week. Wednesday or something probably. Yeah. Uh, on a Friday night once, I had a delightful experience with a conductor. So, you know, it could just have been the midweek blues. <laughs> did you report it? Mark's not buying it. I did report it. That's the point. I, I reported it and dealt with the union representative through a variety of um, cycles, if you will, of communication. Wow. And uh, I was told that the there were other issues with this particular conductor. Oh, wow. And um, that they will be dealt with. How, however, um, the irony to me is that I got nothing out of this. Yeah. I tried to even see if I could finagle like a complimentary <laughs> one-week subway pass or mm -hmm. something for my trouble, pain, and because it was pain, yeah, and um, and your uh, contribution, you're making the subway system better. To, exactly, and yeah. and and that th that's just not something that they do, not something. You your know, reward will come another way. Yeah, maybe I can sneak in like half the people I see sneak because now you, they can't stop you if you sneak in the subway or so. Isn't that right, Elsie? Something like that. Yeah, they don't take it for that anymore. They don't take it for that anymore. So, oh, if you jump the. Technically, nope. you're not supposed to jump. You're still not style. supposed to, but they're not going to ticket you because they just, I don't know. Don't have the resources to keep up with all of it or whatever. Wow. I know. So, and I get, boy, talking about angry. Talk about, 
I mean, I'm paying my 275 or whatever it is to ride the subway nowadays. Yep. Like you are. And then I see some jerk just going, oh, the door's open. Guess I can walk in. No reason for me to pay. You're stupid out there. You can pay. Yep. But you know it's about integrity and character, yeah, which you've true. got, sir. I do have it. I report people who are smoking on this. That's right. <laughs> even in, even in, in college, I think I was a bit of a narc, actually. It's kind of <laughs> I realize now I oh, I was like an funny. RA in college, and I think I might have narked on a couple people. And I'm looking back on it, not feeling so good about it. <laughs> Although I did, me and my friend did stage a fake fight one time in front of 30 different RAs doors. So one night, there was about 30 people, 30 RAs, resident advisors, in this one complex at college. Mm -hmm. And my friend uh, Rick and I, uh, who were both RAs, we we staged a fake fight because everyone knew we were fast, like really, really great friends. And we staged a fake fight in front of each one of the resident advisors' doors, one after another in succession. I will tell you, after staging 30 fake fights, eventually here and there, a little punch is going to land. You're yeah. going to get a little rough house. We were kind of beaten up by the end of the night, very tired. Yeah. And um, I, I should I should mention there was maybe a little alcohol involved here. But anyway, um, and yes. out of out of 30 RAs, 29 of them thought it was funny. Oh, oh no. One of them reported us and we got in trouble. And then we had to sit the next morning in the area complex director's uh, office. She closed the door and she said, okay officially i have to discipline you guys so you're going to be on like night duty for the next week or something like that yeah privately <laughs> that was hilarious that's <laughs> so, amazing it's like it's like i still look back at it as one of my greatest things i ever did in college, and it only so. was one out of 30 i know wow. what's wrong with that person wow they should become a subway conductor you know what i bet that person is have you Pro- followed up? Look them up. Yeah. Really. No, no. I, I, I want nothing to do with that person, Nicole. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. <laughs> All right. We are going to pause for a moment. When we come back, it'll be time for an improv game. And Nicole is going to dive in and play with us. And then we're going to learn a little bit about Scribbles by Nicole and cartoons and creating your own little universe. Right after this on Funny People Talking. We'll be right back. Connect with the show at Mouth Media Network or at our website, funnypeopletalking.com. And please, for the love of all that is holy, subscribe to the show and leave us a damn review and a really, really good rating on iTunes. Pretty please? Thank you. Okay, it's time for a little improv game. Um, Mark, what do you got for us? Okay. Is uh, this a Mark Rako original? They're all, well, don't blame it on me. I mean, we all can, can contribute to the Oh, yeah, no, I mean, is this like world. a cool, is a yeah, good one you all made of up? the games on this show are ones we make up. Okay, JK did not know that. Yes, see? see? Wow. Yeah, we this make shows up how much uh, I know. So this one, I'm going to give you a choice to choose. I'm going to okay. let Nicole choose. Okay. And I'll explain what the games are. Sure. I'm going to let you choose between three possible games. The first one is called The Governor. And basically it's Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger when he was governor. We'll, we'll trip back down memory lane in California solving problems in a meeting. And the idea is that we can each take turns being Arnold Schwarzenegger 
and the other people pitch problems to them that in that position of power they have to solve on the fly. Okay. Uh, so that's that's one game. The second game is called Rotating Friends. Uh, have you ever watched the show Friends? I have. Okay, so it doesn't have to be Friends. It could be any TV show. So if you're not as familiar with Friends, like I, I happen to know that Elsie is not as familiar with the show Friends. So for Elsie, we would choose some other show that has a cast of characters that, that people generally know. Um, you know, Brady Bunch or Star Trek or something where they're, they're really obvious characters. And uh, we put them in a situation and keep calling out which of those characters they are in that moment and they have to react as that character would. And the third possibility is a game called justify this and whatever someone says, you have to figure out a way to make what uh, is happening work. So Nicole, if you're one receiving this, I would keep maybe Elsie and I would keep throwing out things that are happening to you and you have to figure out a way to justify your that happening to you in a way that that makes it a positive thing some way so uh rationalize that it's happening don't okay. worry we'll demonstrate each of these okay um, i think the third one the third one okay so yeah this is gonna, that's the one i want well yeah okay we're gonna play justify this and daniel and i will demonstrate and then we'll bring nicole and elsie into the mix i'm i'm gonna demonstrate where you're gonna receive because i i, I think okay. i think it's difficult to communicate how i intend this game to be okay so your job danielle is no matter what i throw at you uh -huh. you've got to find figure out a way to make it make sense that of course this is happening this is okay yeah all right so um uh, nicole i love you to give me an activity any activity in the world uh social media Okay, social media. So you're doing social media. Uh-huh. Okay? And everything here is going to relate in some way. Okay. Okay? So, Nicole. I'm Nicole. I did it again. I called Danielle Nicole. <laughs> so you look so like a Nicole to me. I don't know why. So, Danielle, um, yeah. congratulations Thank on your you. new gig at Instagram. I'm so proud of Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, I, wondering, the leopard print bodysuit mm -hmm. seems odd to me as your first day at work at instagram well oh my god it's a new campaign we're doing yeah yeah it's all about saving the leopards oh so well obviously i mean i don't know why you're not wearing yours but <laughs> here we were doing whole leopard awareness. leopard awareness uh it's all about yeah the hashtag is hashtag leopard awareness with two z's at the end <laughs> Um, a little, a little incorporating the zebras as well with the Z's, um, and we're giving out swag bags at the end that will give you pamphlets on awareness about saving these really precious animals, and yeah, that's why I'm wearing this. Now, the I appreciate that explanation. You've definitely justified that, but yeah, I'm wondering if you have an explanation as to why you were three and a half hours late for your first day. Oh at my work. Well. Psh I mean, you knew you knew how that day was. It was the anniversary of last year's zebra awareness day. So everyone, <laughs> the trains were crazy. So it was like, how could I have gotten here on time when there was so there was that parade? There were, um, you know, there were people dressing in costume. I mean, it was madness. Also, they sent the wrong email. For my time, so I thought I was on time. They thought I was late. It was this whole thing. But um, word on the street is is my job is safe. Okay, I'm doing such a great job with this this campaign. So all right, fair enough. Um, I, I do have one more question for you, and mm -hmm. that is, I noticed that the the first 
five uh, campaigns that you've been putting out on Instagram have all been pictures of Pee Wee Herman. I'm yeah. trying to understand, well, like, don't... across the board, every mm-hmm. no matter what the product is, no matter what the client is, no matter what the hashtag is, it's P.B. Herman, P.B. Herman, P.B. Herman. Well, first of all, I mean, it's very impressive. This is my first week at Instagram. I've already done five campaigns. And you've noticed. So thank you. <laughs> uh, but the other thing is, on those posts, what you don't know <laughs> is that not Pee Wee Herman, uh, the actor who plays him. Paul Rubens? Uh, yeah. Not him, but Pee Wee Herman, the character himself, is a huge leopard advocate. So what we're doing <laughs> here, yeah, see, and if you had read the post, if you dug a little deeper, pressed continue reading, you would have known. And oh. so we're trying to cater to more than just the millennial audience. We're trying to go bigger, trying to get avid readers who want to sit, scroll, not only just scroll through social media, but also dig deep and connect. Very good. Okay, that's how that you was justify a char- that. Nicely I work so many events. That that is legitimately that, like, like yes. an event that could happen. I believe <laughs> that it. was a character I just took on. Well done. You did, you, just on fire, baby. Oh yeah. All right. Why, why, <laughs> okay. Why don't you um let let's turn around, Nicole? You wanna you wanna receive and try to try to yeah. rationalize try and to justify, justify everything. Okay. So Daniel will you. deliver to you. Okay, okay, I'll deliver to you, and then Mark, do you want to yep, give sure. me can, uh, a topic? Um. Yes. How about a suggestion? Uh, your activity, uh, Nicole, is um, you drive an ice cream truck. Okay. So I'm gonna ask you certain okay. things. All right. So let's see. Nicole, so I hear your ice cream business is going really well. Yes. Um. But I just, I just have a question. Why your truck is so be it looks really beat up and like it's smoking out the exhaust mm-hmm. pipe yeah. and it just it looks a yeah. little rickety and I don't know if that's safe for children. Why is that? I think what we're trying to do with this truck is yeah have it feel lived in. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's kind of like it feels comfortable. Yeah. So it feels like people have really gone there, experienced it, and it shows. So that's, that's kind of like so sort of an homage to when pollution was okay. Exactly. The nostalgia factor, I think. Wow. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, back on that uh, whole toxic environment sort of kick, I noticed one of your flavors is called the Gowanus, as in the Gowanus Canal. Now, sure. why would that be? Because that's actually one of the most toxic water, bodies of water in this side of the Mississippi. Right. Well, we're trying to kind of bring awareness to all the various pollution sites. Okay. Um, And I think... Through ice cream. Through ice cream, because it's sort of a more accessible way to talk about these really important To, like, 10-year-olds who want ice cream? Right. They're the leaders of the future, so I think it's important to get them hooked right away. And ice cream's kind of vehicle. Now, but is there Gowanus water in the ice cream? There's a little bit of, I'm not going to lie, there is a little bit. And I think it's just to kind of get them really hooked. You guys are really living on the edge here. Yeah, yeah. It's controversial, but I think it's going to be effective ultimately. I mean, it's better than vaping, though. I think it's going to be the new trend. Right. And speaking of vaping, it seems as if you have on the side of your truck here a spot for all the kids to put their, their... they're called vapes, right? They're little I, vape I, The things. little vehicle. Yep, yep. Yeah. So do you encourage child uh, 
smoking and inhalation? Um, I think it it kind of ties into the whole pollution Uh sort of awareness. So it's a little ironic. That's kind of what we're going for. Yeah, that's a really interesting thing. Now, do you cater to uh, parents or is this more of just a child toxic thing? Well, you know what? The parents are free to join in. um, So we're happy to have them, honestly. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I would love a scoop of the Gowanus. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. That was awesome. That was great. Nice job. Thanks. She dove in. She understands <laughs> yes and. Okay. Very well done. Nicole, that was so funny. All right, Nicole, why don't you – you want to – want, I'm going to give you a choice. You want to uh, throw to Elsie or throw to me? Um, I'm going to throw to Elsie. Oh, Elsie. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. So – but you can give me a topic. Okay. Yeah. I'll let you, you give a topic, give Daniel. Um – an activity. A, uh, oh, an activity. Yeah. What about? What, well, I was going to say like an awards show. Okay. Is that okay? So you're 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 doing an you're involved in an award show. Also. All right. So you have okay. to, yeah yeah you have to make her justify okay. things at an award okay. show or whatever. You All right. Okay, Elsie. I was just wondering why it was that you stayed silent as the presenter for four minutes straight as you were presenting the most important award. <laughs> Well, I know I'm a chatterbox normally, (laughs) and that was out of character. But um, the reason why I I was not speaking was to take a stand um, and also to bring awareness to the art of uh, John Cage's music. You know, he had a he had a piece where every all the orchestra was there, but nobody played. And that's an actual piece. Okay. so I wanted to bring Mm. uh, mention to him because I think that he's been very underrated. Okay. People have forgotten about him. So that, makes that was my moment to bring awareness. People sure. throw in politics and stuff. Now I, I throw in some John Cage stuff. That makes sense. And I also was curious as to why you wore um, an Idaho um, potato sack as your dress. <laughs> well, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, I think that people have become way too materialistic. And uh, the whole thing where everyone's vying for someone to wear their dress, who's it by? Who's it by? Well, I mean, what's more basic than a potato sack? Sure. You know. Okay. Yeah. Who's it by? It's by Idaho potatoes. Right. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. But it's natural fiber and, uh, you know, it's cool. And, and was that the same thinking um, as to why you masking taped your feet instead of wearing shoes? Or, <laughs> Well, the thing was is I was told that if you put masking tape on before you put on your shoes that you don't get blisters. Okay. But I said just forget about the shoes. I like the masking tape. Okay. I yeah. didn't need any of that. The It protected my feet. It was covered. And who needs heels? That right. just messes everything up. So I said, you know. And, and shoes with bling and heels and stuff, it honestly clashed with my potato sack. Sure. Okay. So practical and kind of back to the basics. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I like that. Thank you. Absolutely. It was a good time. Elsie rocking the improv today. I love I your- I must say. You get an award Well done. potato sack. All right. We'll finish up with me. Good job, Elsie. Uh, you want to throw to me? Sure. And All right. Yeah. You give- Nicole, why don't you What's suggest the an activity here? Okay. Activity. Um- Let's bring it back to Subway's. Subway. So what's happening? Or the, the sandwich. Subway? Like the sub. The sub- I, let's go with the Subway sandwich shop. Subway sandwich yeah. shop. Okay. Something about that. <clears throat> okay. 
so much. Yeah. What's when up? when you got your job at Subway Sandwiches. Yeah, best I, day of my life. I uh I heard that you kind of uh jumped the gun and started giving them ideas right away. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was the um I mean look, I've always I, I've never done anything halfway. I always do things twice as much. So I figured why not start I figured the best way why why have just one Subway sandwich? All right, they have foot long. Why can't there be two feet long? So since they didn't have any actually two feet long Subway <laughs> bread, <laughs> they, they I mean, there was no way to attach it. I'm not going to use like tape or glue or whatever. So toothpicks seem likely. But, you know, I, I guess you really have to have some sort of disclaimer so people know the toothpicks are in the sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> um, that didn't. Really, so you're, that was not the best well. first day, yeah. really. So yeah, but but it went beyond that. It went beyond it went beyond mm-hmm. just making it two feet. It was yeah. It was uh, the fact that you had chosen specific kinds of sandwiches that you really pushed. Yeah, yeah. You like the hagfish sandwich? Hagfish where you, is good. Where you brought in <laughs> like that's not even that was. I mean, that's disgusting. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I I thought it was going to go over. You know, my. My uncle Vin always enjoyed hagfish, and he he loves submarine sandwiches. So I figured, why not try it? But it didn't work. So I was open minded, and um, uh, I I I thought that it was possible that spam sandwiches would work. <laughs> but but you know, granted, you know, spam with mayonnaise, with spinach, with. Um, pimentos, right? Is, but you I mean, do realize slimy... you're not supposed to bring in your own ingredients to work. I know. I don't know. I'm trying to be creative and contribute. It has to start from somewhere. I figured they'd find All a right. vendor eventually. All but... right. So let's move on. Okay. So I know it's it's sensitive, but could you talk about why you were arrested at work? I I wouldn't I wouldn't. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say that I was able to post bail, so it couldn't have been <laughs> that serious. So just I would like that noted for the record. Uh, look, as far as I was concerned, I was on my lunch. All right. And everyone needs private time. <laughs> okay. And someone was using the restroom. No one was in that corner of the restaurant. <laughs> so, I, 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 you know, I like to watch my British programming. <laughs> and you know they're a little freer in europe and i can't control that we're puritanical in the united states oh it's not my, my fault God. who knew that was against the law well i think the part that was against the law was bothering the customers asking all of them if they wanted a spot of tea <laughs> i didn't know that was a euphemism i <laughs> i thought we served tea i i don't I, I, I look i saw iced tea i assumed there was hot tea I don't know why everyone assumed that I meant something else. Mm. Can't blame me. Well, um, so, so, I mean, clearly you don't have a job there anymore. Am I correct? No, but I am applying at Blimpy's next week for sure. <laughs> Good luck with that. Thank you. <laughs> and that's justify that. You're so positive. <laughs> I believe in this subway man. <laughs> Oh, poor guy. He just wants to watch British Bake Off. I know. Subways just never seem to work out for me, do they? 
I know. Hello? Oh my god, we talk about the subway a lot. I know. Show. I was thinking. Let's fun. Bring it back. All right. So let's let's. Uh, that was fun. I thought that, that was, was a good. That game. was fun. So I've never um, done anything like that. <clears throat> Are you guys? You guys are actors. Do you guys do that all the time? I mean, we we've done a lot. Of, Improv all yeah. the time, but I've just never. I've always been so scared of that. Well, you so dove fun. in and did quite well. I yeah. must say, nicely done. I, cool. I really thought you did it as a pro. As yeah, a on, I mean, honestly, and I know we're about to dive into <laughs> more about what you do, but it just it made it makes sense to me from seeing your sketches and illustrations that you would be quick on your feet and and mm. witty in that way. So that make that makes sense. Yeah. Which is awesome. So let's talk about that a little bit. You're, you're uh, Nicole, you are a cartoonist, you're an illustrator, you're an entrepreneur, and arguably an influencer, s- simply if nothing else, by the little community of people that you've built through social media. So um, let's start out and say, what is Scribbles by Nicole, which is your business? Um, and who is Scribbles? No. <laughs> well, I'm Nicole. Um I it's just kind of a create started out as a creative outlet for me. Um, I work in corporate America, and so I just kind of wanted um, somewhere to go and just kind of have released my creativity. So it was um, that's what it started out as. Um, and like you said, it kind of became a little community um, and a place. I think what you said before that um, the way I me creating this content, it kind of has, it kind of makes me think about things differently. Like different parts of my brain are firing. Right. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I just kind of live my life and then I write down the parts that I think are weird and funny. And, um, that kind of turns into a scribble later on that day. So, so describe these scribbles and, and, and how you get them out there. I'm not just, I post them on Instagram, but, But how does it go from a moment mm. in your head or a thing that you observe yeah. to becoming something that tens of thousands of people see? Um, so I started about two years ago. Uh, and, and, and what kind of a job were you doing at the time? Uh, marketing. I think marketing, yeah. Um, so I started about two years ago. I didn't I started anon- anonymously. Um, and I just kind of had, you know, some stuff written in my notes app, kind of things that I've observed. Um, and of all the nonsense I had on there, I kind of, you know, parsed through it and some, some of it made sense. And so I just kind of started, you know, doodling and it was, now I do it digitally, but before it was on paper and, um, I just created an account cause I thought that was kind of the easiest way to hold myself accountable to doing something and then also allowing others to kind of relate or you know see it feed provide feedback whatever it may be um and I started with uh with no followers or anything like that and I did you know anonymously and then it just started kind of gaining some traction so um that kind of validated validated it for me um and I've kind of just been doing it ever since I would love to know from your, you know, morning musings or or whatever you see that day, yeah, and then getting it onto whatever you use to draw digitally out to Instagram. What does that turnaround look like? Like timing? Or... Yeah. Like, yeah. does it take you like five minutes to do a sketch, or yeah. how long? You know, I'm just um, yeah. So I think the the part that takes the longest is just like coming up with the concept, like the idea, the um. 
the actual drawing. Yeah. I have the I have little care my little characters. I've seen I've, them. Yeah. Yeah. So I just kind of repurpose. Okay. Her. Okay. Um, and then if it's you know not a character based drawing, I'll do my best to kind of sketch out whatever it is I'm trying to say. Okay. Um, yeah, one and, of them has a white shirt, one has a yeah, red dress, yeah, or a pink dress. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've seen so it, I'm not an artist by any means. Like, that's not – I started drawing um, for the first time two years ago when I started um, started the account. So that does that, that's kind of hard for me because, like, I'll think of, you know, whatever, if I want to draw a purse and then – I have what I want to draw in my head, and then actually drawing it, I'm like, oh, it takes me a little while, you know? Yeah. So that's why I have those preset characters. That's cool. Um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Why do you think you – look, you have almost 100,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah, that's nothing to that, – That's not something to sneeze laugh. at. I, yeah. I, I recently was uh, producing a, 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 an interview, uh, and there was an infl- a genuine, like, they make their living out of being an influencer influencer. And she was very proud that she had grown – her following to close to 100,000 and the person who was interviewing her who's an expert in that arena was also like that was a real accomplishment. And yes, there's people with more followers and all that, but this is like, you know, Daniel says nothing to sneeze at here. Mm-hmm. How did how do you think that happened? Is this purely like you somehow connected to the consciousness of unwittingly of what's out there? I don't know how this happened. Or was there any strategy, design, agency, anything mm-hmm. involved with helping that happen? I think it's relatable. And I think it's taking things that sometimes can be a little tough and ha- bringing a little bit of humor to it or light to it at least. Um, sometimes I'm I, I'm positive in my post. Sometimes I just – I'm more realistic. Sometimes I, it just depends on my mood. But I think it's topics that people relate to. So that's what – I think that's what brings people in. Um, I don't know exactly, but. I laughed out loud this morning at the goes to buy $40 highlighter. Oh. And boyfriend says, wow, you look sweaty. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. So are most yeah. of these things that have so actually relatable. happened in your life or you've observed? Or how much of them are from your imagination? Um, it's a mix. So um, it's so, things that happen to me, things that happen to f- like friends or mm-hmm. things that I know have happened to people and just kind of writing it down because it's a it will inevitably happen to me so you know in another yeah. interview we were talking about how comedians particularly stand-up comics uh are damaged people often <laughs> often that's mm-hmm. just true mm-hmm. and and their comedy is a way it's a defense mechanism for them. It's a way for them to find a way to connect with people when in their regular life they can't do it. Mm-hmm. Other than a release of creative energy yeah. for you, how has the work that you do with these scribbles impacted your life? Um, if at all. Yeah, no, definitely has. Um, so like I said, I am I do have like sometimes trouble um, portraying what I want to say. Um, just on a day-to-day basis. So mm-hmm. starting this anonymously was key because I wasn't about to tell everybody that I was doing this. So I started anonymously and it gave me some confidence because, yeah. you know, um, to keep doing it because people seem to relate. You're but- like Cyrano de Bergerac. This is, this yeah. is like you're, uh, <laughs> you know, you're saying the things through another vehicle. That- yeah. Yeah, I know. And, and it's funny because that kind of gave me confidence in real life. Like it kind of gave me... Um, when I did tell people, like my friends, a few months in, they were like, I didn't even know you were 
funny. I was like, and then it gave me wow. the kind of confidence to kind of say what I want to say. And, and now I'm like, yeah. People now now she's kicking ass and taking names in improv games. Yeah, like, I know. <laughs> so how did this go from the first one of these that you did that you shared mm-hmm. into saying, I think I can make some money on this. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not that's your primary driver, the fact yeah. is there was a decision at one point in which you said, I'm going to sell something. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that moment and how that transpired. Um, I think, well, it's definitely not my priority because I've never stuck to something mm. ever. This is the first, I think. So I, and for a while I wasn't making any money at all and I'm still not making a lot of money, but, um, you're still working in marketing also. Yeah. Okay. I still work. I have a day job. It's kind of like the best part of my day is coming home and doing this, um, the scribbles, you know, um, I'd love to make it my full-time job at some point, but, um, the, so starting out, um, and making this somewhat profitable, uh, it just started with people reaching out to me, which was like a pleasant surprise. Um, brands asking if mm-hmm. I wanted to, um, create content for them or, um, you know, collaborate in some way. So that's kind of the, the biggest source of kind of the, the money make, making part. The, in other words, they saw your, they saw your scribbles. They saw your Instagram posts, for example, mm-hmm. and they said, I like the cut of her jib. I love her style. <laughs> I love what she's doing. And I think our brand could communicate through the characters and voices that you're doing. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. And you sell merchandise yourself too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Through my website. But, um, I would definitely say that the, I, I'm not so good with e-commerce. I have to figure that all out. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's, it's something I do, but I don't, you know, focus on that. It's more like reaching out to different brands and working with them um, and even people if they have custom orders or things like that. Yeah, I was going to ask about commissions yeah. if yeah. you mm-hmm. if you were to do I have done a, like, like several in the past. Um, you know, if someone reaches out, it's not just because I do work full time, it's hard to kind of um, prioritize that. But um, but yeah, people have reached out with like really nice stories and I will create something for them. So that's so yeah. fun. Uh so is there a particular scribble that you've done? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I say scribble. These are, these are, these are bona fide cartoons these, these, or illustrations. I have such a problem saying, like, if someone's yes. like, what do you do? I'm like, a cartoonist? I don't and, know. <laughs> like, I just, yeah. But, but when I say for the audience, if you've not seen these, first of all, you should. Go, go, go see them. You can see them uh, on Instagram, particularly at Scribbles by Nicole. Uh, or on her actual website, which is scribblesbynicole.com. Go check them out because they're actually like legit, her own style. They're so unique, delightful. delightful cartoons. Aww, um, nice. that, that's very they hard are. for me to ha- hear you say like, well, I don't really draw or whatever. I'm like, no, this is a, your own universe you've created. Yep. Clearly, like you look at it, you say, ah, that's, that's Scribbles by Nicole. Um, so my question is, is are there particular scribbles that you've done mm-hmm. that stand out to you that you go wow that that was that was a bit of a masterpiece for me like that was one of my best ones i ever mm-hmm. did and really connected with people or yeah. on the other side is there one that you've put out there and you say i wish i could take that back yeah i mean i do look through some and i'm like what the hell was i trying to say like it was so <laughs> long-winded i was like what but um th- there's some that like 
if they make me chuckle, I'm like, oh my God, yes, I did it. Oh, <laughs> um, you're your best audience, huh? Yeah. But, and then, um, and then there's ones that they're not even funny. They're just kind of like positive and they kind of, it's what I need to hear. So that, and then I, you know, I've been getting tagged on um, this recent one that I did. It was like a little Google. Um, it was, I'm just, so it's just like mm. a Google, you are not alone thing. And I've just, I've gotten that, I've gotten, people have tagged me so many times on that. I keep getting notifications that um, people, you know, are connecting to that. And I like when, I like when I can provide someone with some kind of comfort. Like that's really nice to me. The main character mm -hmm. that I see the most. Yeah. This dark haired girl. Yeah. Or woman. Mm-hmm mildly physically reminds me of you. Mm -hmm. Is that supposed to be you? Um, Do you think it's a version of you? Yeah, like a dramatic version of me, yeah. So I noticed that she's very lanky and tall. Oh, no, that's not me. That's what I want to be. I'm <laughs> that's what I'm asking. That's, that's, that's what I'm asking. Yeah. So, so it's well, a so what, the reason that happened was because, like I said, I never, um, I never really drew anyone. And so when I was deciding on how to draw my character i just looked online and like the fashion illustration they just tell you how to draw a person and it involves drawing like eight circles and then creating a a, a figure from that so that's why she's tall because she's based on a fashion illustration but sadly i'm not <laughs> that it is they, so fun it do look like fashion illustration i mean it, yeah just the the proportions. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say I very much relate to the evolution of the fake ID. Yes. That is yeah. really – I love that one because <laughs> I definitely took my friend's uh, what, fake ID. For, for the listener, what was the, the nature of that? Oh, yeah. It's a quite recent post. So if everyone follows her, you'll see it. But it's two different people on different spectrums of – on one's on one side of twenty one and one's on the other, <laughs> and essentially it's it's someone who's older trying to make their student ID passable, and the younger person is trying to get into a bar, and making them look older. Yeah, I relate to the student ID. I'm like, yes. give me those Broadway ticket discounts. Yes. Give me those things. No, I'm too old. Okay, great. <laughs> but yeah, Mark, you were gonna say something about her thirtieth birthday. Well, I I noticed. Which we saw. Very, very oh. seldom. Yeah. You will post an actual photograph on the Instagram feed. Yeah, that was the first one. Um, wow. No, there. Well, there were there were there was a picture of your desk. Yes. Uh, and desk, yeah. uh, your creative oh, workspace, yeah. and there so was I've never, a picture of something else. But I never of posted you. myself. Yeah. So, wow. So I, I'm interested in the creative decision that mm -hmm. you went through in your own head, in mm -hmm. which you decided to violate the universe <laughs> that you created, and you said. Yeah. This is the moment I'm going to step away from the or, – or through the fourth wall or whatever yeah. the, the phrase is. Um, well, tell me – tell us about that thinking process for you in the moment you said you pushed go mm -hmm. and revealed yourself to the world. Um, so I started anonymously, like I said, um, because I was scared um, of people thinking it was dumb or, um, you know – people associating that with me and then maybe them thinking it was dumb or just, you know, I was just scared. So the reason I didn't um, put a face behind this Scribbles account was because of fear. So it took me two years, but I was like, you know what, it's fine. The other thing is, 
you know, there there didn't seem like like it didn't seem like anyone cared. Like who cares? Like people like my scribbles, so it felt kind of silly to post a picture. But mm-hmm. again, I was just like, it's time. I I'm proud of it. I'm happy to That's awesome. you know stand behind it. So yeah, it was it was more like getting over the whole being afraid and just you know going for it. I think that's great. Yeah, that's that's I love it. That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um you're you're out there publicly now to mm-hmm. some degree. Yeah. Do you have um I'm gonna sound like I'm making a joke, but I don't mean it that way. Do you do you scribble stalkers? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I just um sometimes I'll get DMs from people that are just like they just relate to my content and they thank me and it's just so like I it, we just get emotional back to each other back like back and forth. We're like, love you, love you. Like yeah, it's like there's nothing no one no one cares, honestly. <laughs> it's like they just like the the stuff, not the person behind it. So two questions on that. One is what do you think uh what's a moment that you remember connecting with one of your fans, let's let's say mm-hmm. your school do you have a name for them? Like your scribblettes or? <laughs> no, just people. Um, uh, what, what was a moment you remember in which one of your scribbles really spoke to someone and you learned about that and yeah. and it had meaning for you? Um, I, so I don't even know what the, what the post was, but it was someone who's I think from Peru and she wrote this like several, you know, um, DMs have character length, uh, restrictions. Mm-hmm. So it was like several, um, you know, DMs <laughs> and she just like thanked me for, for, you know, posting content that was like positive, but brought, you know, um, brought serious topics to maybe make it more lighthearted for her, I guess. And that's what I was kind of doing for myself, but I didn't realize um, other people were connecting in the same way. So I don't know. I just, that, that stood out to me just because it was, it was so heartfelt what she was saying. And so, you know, it was really nice to kind of hear that it was affecting other people um, in a positive way in the same way it was affecting me. And in Peru. Yeah, and it was cool how that it cool was is so that to like yeah. know you're like you know I know um, Instagram has um, insights and it tells you the countries and the cities that your yeah. followers are from and for some reason I have Jakarta Indonesia is really wow. pops I'm like that's so that's that literally the crazy. exact opposite part of the world. cartoons transcend languages yeah, it's suppose so cool. and so forth wow that's pretty cool mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, the final question I have for you about the scribbles are um, what sense have you gotten what connects with people? Because you'll you'll look through and you'll mm-hmm. see okay, this one got 8,000 yeah. uh, likes or whatever. This yeah. one had only 1,300 for some reason. Yeah. What, have, have you had a sense yeah. as and, – and, and to whatever degree – as a follow-up question, mm-hmm. to whatever degree you, you, you've analyzed this mm-hmm. – has it driven your creative process by saying, I want to create something that connects to people mm-hmm. or does it all still just flow completely organically and whatever comes out, comes out? Well, I, so I have noticed that there are some things that connect more than others, but I genuinely don't, um, 
that I can't predict what it is beforehand. I can only see after. I, it's like hindsight bias. I don't. I really. I just because I well, I like what I like and I. So you're not trying feel to what crowd I feel. please. Yeah, you're no, not trying to I recreate can't. some the no. magic that happened before. Yeah, it's very so, wise. It's yes, very very wise. Absolutely. Because then I think if you start doing that, then it just it starts to become like a job versus um. Yep. You're trying to fit some criteria that someone else created for you versus what you're trying to do. How often do you post? Well, so I was, it just depends on my actual full-time job and, you know, how busy it is. So it's when I you've got to, something to say. Yeah. And also, obviously, like every, I'm not inspired every day. So there'll be times where I like write down a bunch of ideas and I have like a ton and some will pan out and some won't. And then there'll be times where I'm just like not very inspired. But during those t- those times, I can kind of just kind of draw the, mm-hmm. the ideas I already had. Like I said, the hardest part is coming up with like the idea and fleshing it out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the drawing is more like relaxing for me. You know, it's more mm-hmm. like a zen <laughs> zen thing. Whereas like coming up with the idea is like the fun part, the fun part for me. Do you draw on a tablet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have an mm-hmm. iPad. Yeah. What what's your dream reach for the stars goal with all this? A uh an, an animated film based on your characters? <laughs> um I would be open to anything. I would I mean that would be great. I I want to write more. So, um you know, outside of just captions of her Instagram and just like those monologues that I come up with. So, kind of developing that a bit more, maybe a book or um something with tv i don't know something something awesome. bigger than what it is yeah we'll see i can see it yeah i totally can do, do, in your head mm-hmm. is there a voice here is this is is there a um a personality a, yeah. a physicality of of your characters um yeah she's just someone who's trying to get by hmm. she's a little awkward in doing so. She, yeah, I mean, I have it in my head. It's, yeah, it's like a very, because it's kind of like me. I'm just trying. I'm trying my best, but I, you know, I'll Hard get to describe, in. but you, if you had yeah. a lineup of people, you'd be able to say, yeah, yeah it's I like that, tell. it's like that person. I can tell it's, it's her right there, yeah. That's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Uh, last question on this, for me at least. Yeah. Um, what would you say is the most misunderstood part of who you are? Uh, and you can choose mm-hmm. if it's Nicole the person or Nicole the scribbles not by Nicole professional. Yeah. I think it's marrying the two because um, my Nicole the person um, never really um, like sh- never really – I don't so much express myself as, as much as um, I do through my scribbles account. So – it's hard for me to do that. Um, with the Scribbles account, that's the purpose of it. It's to kind of express what I want to say. So, um, so you know, th- that's like the creative side of me. And then, like, my day-to-day is more, you know, corporate marketing, whatever. <laughs> what I thought I should do versus what I actually want to do. And trying to Interesting. marry the two and eventually just turn into the one I want to do. <laughs> it's funny. There's mm-hmm. there's a, a, a clear comedic undertone to all of what you do on mm-hmm. this. Would you say you're funny in regular life or is this your way of being funny? Um, it's funny 
because um, my my most recent job um, is when I started this account and when I started being more confident in the fact that like I can say things that are clever and funny and I have that confidence now. So in my new job with my work friends and stuff, I think I come off as actually like a pretty funny person. Like I'm like kind of the clown. And, but with people pre-scribbles, <laughs> it's, it's like I have a different um, way I come across, I think. So I think um, this scribbles account has really helped me become the person I think I always was, just was kind of too scared to mm. come across as. So. Yeah, I, I don't have any questions, but I just want to say any more questions. But I just want to say that I love what you've done because it's as if you've given yourself permission yeah. for that. Mm -hmm. And by doing the anonymous thing, that's what it is. Because as just human beings, we all have that capacity inside of us. And sometimes we hold it back because we feel like we haven't been given permission. Mm -hmm. And what you did knowingly or unknowingly was just start a thing and, and giving yourself permission to the point where you're like, here's my selfie, everyone, you know? Oh, like, I love that. The art speaks for itself. And mm -hmm. I... um. I just, I absolutely love what you're doing. And I love that you have this big platform because it, it does inspire people. And it, and I could definitely see a through line of a story mm -hmm. or you writing more mm -hmm. or anything. So I just want to encourage you in that. Like, thank keep going. you. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're so awesome. <laughs> All right. We're going to, I, I, I don't feel satisfied that I've asked every possible question I want to ask, but I think we've reached a point in the show in which we're, we're, we're going to let it rest for now. Uh, thank you for opening up and sharing so much of yourself with us as well in a different mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. um, we look forward to our funny people talking scribble very soon. Of yeah. course. Yeah. <laughs> Scribble away, oh, cool. girl. Okay, coming up, we're going to do end of show food, one of our very favorite parts of the show. Before we do, I just want to ask, uh, what kinds of people might you like to connect with? And those that want to connect with you, how can they find you? Uh, well, you can find me on my Instagram account, which is Scribbles by Nicole. Nicole is spelled N-I-C-O-L-E. Um, and really anyone that wants to connect with me, I'm really open. Um, and I love brainstorming new ideas so dm me email me my email address is nicole at scribblesbynicole.com and you can go to my website scribblesbynicole.com it's pretty it'd be simple hilarious <laughs> if your email was like bob at scribblesbynicole.com <laughs> uh, all right awesome uh coming up we're gonna do end of show food right after this empirical evidence that you shouldn't stare directly into the sun. This is Funny People Talking. Hard, hard, hard to top that, that really interesting discussion, but I, I think we're about to have a good attempt at it because it's time for... End of show food. That's right, end of show food. It's Elsie's favorite part of the show, and it might just be ours, too. It's my favorite part, too. It, it is. Um, and, uh, and I'm excited to see what... Uh, and just to let you know, Nicole, uh, at the end of every show... Uh, Elsie is kind enough to share something she's found out in the world that's an interesting or weird or unusual 
uh, food or drink that she's come across. And uh, sometimes it's really out there. Sometimes it's, it's a little more normal. And we'll see what we found today. So what have we got, Elsie? So uh, this, I... She's got a grin on her face. I, I like this because of how it looks and the potential of what it brings. <laughs> First of all, the label has a lot of purple. Ah, your color. So I like got it. purple glasses on. Um, yeah. Uh, this is Theo chocolate, and it's root beer barrel, 55% dark chocolate. Oh, I'm excited. I'm sorry. Say that again. It's, it's, it's chocolate. It's dark chocolate. Yeah. And then it's root beer barrel. So yeah. it apparently it may have some sort of root beer flavor built into it. That, yes. I, those are not two things I would normally <laughs> think about going together. Have you, do you remember Have those? you got your root beer in my chocolate? I love a bit of root beer. <laughs> Have you had that, uh, the little root beer barrel candies before? Of course. Yeah. One of my favorites. Those are so good. Okay, so imagine those surrounded by dark chocolate. I think we can deal. I, I think it's I, a good idea. I like, I like it already. Deal, and yeah. then, I don't know which of us in the room would enjoy such a thing, yeah. but imagine a good chocolatey stout with that. <gasps> Oh, Just to top it off. delicious. Which, now, which would be the chaser? Would the root beer barrel covered in chocolate be the chaser, or would the stout be the chaser? Or, you know how sometimes root beer comes, you can do it on tap? What yeah. if you're actually drinking a root beer? Oh, now you're, now you're just <laughs> being difficult. And then <laughs> sugar rush. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's like you know, if you can, like, develop diabetes in the space of 10 minutes, that there will it be is. how it happens. There All it right. Is. So... Wow. I opened this. it up and I broke it up. Okay. okay. So. Do my camera. I want to take a picture of this. The packaging is quite beautiful. So it's Theo. Theo. T-H-E-O. Hey, hold up. Is there an accent? I don't know. I, I feel like, isn't it fancy? Okay, sorry. Should Thank there you. be an accent? Fancy. fancy. I like that. I wonder how much they paid for that font. <laughs> Come back, everybody. <laughs> Ooh, I'm taking a piece I of I wonder stuff. who made that for right. Oh, you can totally. It, it definitely. Okay, if I were to imagine what the combination okay. of chocolate and root beer is, that is what this Thank smells you. like. Right, so I know everybody. it seems like it should be obvious, but. No, but sometimes one masks the other. Do you, but do you know what it smells like a little bit? Too? Have you ever had chocolate oh, wow. that has um, like a pepper in it? Yeah, like spicy like chocolate, like a ghost pepper, like a cayenne type. Yeah, like cayenne, like a, like a Mexican. Whoa, one. that this is like Mexican chocolate to me. Okay, so you know how ginger ale mm. and root beer actually come from, like ginger ale comes from ginger, so it's like a root. Mm. I'm really getting some rootiness, <laughs> some ruddy rooty. What is the crunch? Yeah, does it say what the crunch is, Elsie? It says root beer brittle. Oh, so it's like. Those Ooh. Rupert candies, probably. Yeah, I such a smell. Okay, so we're all going back for a second. So I dig this. Should I rate it? All right, so what we do here mm-hmm. on this show, Nicole Oh, my is, God, my producer's getting up and giving me yay. more mm-hmm. chocolate. Thank all right, you, Elsie. Nicole, we rate our food, mm-hmm. end of show food, based on the number of chickens. So out of whatever scale you decide. Sure. So it could be... Out of 72 chickens or whatever. Okay, That's cool. usually Elsie's number she likes. Um, so uh, let's start with you, Danielle. How many chickens do you give the root beer barrel flavored chocolate? This might be my highest rating I've ever given. Mm-hmm. I think I'm just going to do 900. No, sorry. 9,999 chickens out of 10,000 chickens. 
Wow, that's a pretty. Uh, what, what What do you think the one was taken away for? Um, it's not a perfect uh, ten. <laughs> What would have pushed it over the edge? Uh, je ne sais pas. I cannot say. I do not know. And that is what makes it so mysterious ah. for that one chicken left out. So, okay. Right, right. Um, and what about you, Elsie? What, what do you give this? 72 out of 72. Aha. Uh-huh. What about yeah. you, Nicole? Any 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 number of chickens you're willing to give this? Um, Yeah. I would give it all of the chickens. Um, <laughs> I'm going to choose okay. 64. 64 out of 64 chickens? Yeah. All the chickens. Good. All of them. For me, I would give it a um, 99 out of 100 chickens. Oh. And the one, it's very, very, very similar to your rating. The one is just because I so enjoyed the little root beer um, brittle in it. I had wished there was more. Oh. But so it's not that I thought so there was a, something wrong with it. It's a positive thing. Wow. It's a positive. I want more of it. And frankly, uh, it's also a deduction because we've run out of it and there isn't any more to eat. So that's really more of a function wow. of the uh, <laughs> the sizing choices of the manufacturer, which I'm very unhappy with. Fair. So, I agree. So uh, success, Elsie, a success. Yeah. That was Thank you. Fabulous. Yes. Delicious. Very, very nice. We, we have the a The funny winner. thing is um, trying to find it is near impossible everyone sold out of it yeah so i went to the theo candy website nothing went to amazon nothing you're never gonna guess where i bought it the dollar store i was just gonna say that the chihuly gift shop wait what's that chihuly in seattle glass yep what of all things wait you found it there online like where you purposely, I have wherever you went, you were like, wow. I was there last January. Yep. I was crazy. trying to find it. Yeah. Well, good job, wow. Elsie. You know, like who would have thought? I, right? I like to point out, Elsie doesn't just like stop down at at, at Fairway and see no. what they've got. It's, this is to- research project here, so. <laughs> Um, that is so fun. All right, everybody, definitely, definitely go. If you haven't already or you want to just stop back, go to scribblesbynicole.com or find her on Instagram at scribblesbynicole. It's absolutely worth it. She's got great, funny, funny material. I wish you the best, Nicole. You've definitely – I yeah. absolutely love how modest you are uh, and, and just – you're just doing your thing, man, you know, and, and I dig that. Um, thank you for taking the time to come join us. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. And I think I'm going to take an improv class now. Oh. Because that was so much fun. Oh, Yay. so inspired. Yeah. Because, so, again, it's like I was afraid to do that, but I knew it was coming. I was, like, nervous. No, you know that. So you definitely, fun. definitely yeah. know that. Nice job. All right. That's it for this episode of Funny People Talking. I, I want to say how much I appreciate you listening. It means so much to all of us that you are with us uh, this time and hopefully each week. Uh, And hopefully we'll see you again next week. Until then, for uh, my good valued friend and awesome co-host, Danielle Beckman. Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. I echo Mark's statements. (laughs) We'll see you next time. And our awesome, uh, and particularly related to today's end of show, Food She Gets Big Points, producer Elsie. Thanks. I guess that's it for her. She just ran out of gas. That was the moment right there. It's all out of the sink. Uh, I'm Mark Rako, and uh, we'll see you next time. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Well, that wasn't too bad, considering it was free. Y'all come back again real soon now, you hear? This has been Funny People Talking.
a production of Mouth Media Network, copyright 2019. No portion of the content may be reproduced or published without the strict written permission of the producers. Connect with our show at at Mouth Media Network or at our website, funnypeopletalking.com. I'm your announcer, Peter Coleman. Thanks for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.